0: Bible says the message of the cross is
1: foolishness.
0: Foolishness. Foolishness.
1: Foolishness. Foolishness
0: Foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Well, guys, what is going on? This is Brian Sumner. We are jumping into episode seventy-eight of the Foolishness Podcast. I have had many returning guests, and today. We'll be doing the same. We'll be jumping in with a good friend of mine, Mr. Ben Corson. You connected with him on episode three, where he revealed his book, the Misfits. And today, we're jumping into this thing, Flirting with Darkness. Ben didn't message me and say, Brian, I got a new book. Uh, can you push this out to the world instead? The world and the church is constantly getting shook by some heavy, heavy topics. And so for me, it was a no-brainer. How can we get Ben on? Obviously, he replied to my text. We're jumping in for a good 30 minutes. But Ben Corson, what's going on?
1: I'm so stoked. I wish I had your accent, man. I wish I had your skating abilities. <laughs> I wish I had I wish I wish had your parlance. If I talked like you, people would listen way more. <laughs> well, I think you
0: said that last time, but it seems like, I mean, if I was just to read your bio, best-selling author, TV show in 180 countries, radio show on 484 stations. I mean, obviously you're a speaker, you're the founder of the Hope Generation. And really though, you're John Corson's son, which is pretty cool. It means anytime you have a Bible question, you go to the Lord first, yeah. folks. But
1: dad is right there with all his infinite wisdom, I could say. Um, and it's has- great when you're preaching because you can just like ask him in the middle of the sermon, hey, dad, where's that? Where, where's this passage found? <laughs> all hey, he dad, is the historical little- backdrop and context correct here? Or he's yeah.
0: wiggling the finger mid-sermon. He's like, Ben, you're going the wrong way. You're like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so no, last time we jumped in and it was a book you'd put out, but I'm just going to get right into it. And you've written this book flirting with darkness. If you're seeing the YouTube, this is it. Um, and it's basically 11 unfolding ideas of how to tackle depression. Right?
1: Yeah, that's great, Brian. Like one of the, one of the chief things that God employed and deployed Mm -hmm. to help me to overcome the dark lord of depression was basically arming me to the teeth with this arsenal Mm -hmm. of 11 weapons yeah that makes up the second half of the book so um one of the weapons the first one that i share is prayer walks Mm -hmm. um neurological brain scan scientific research is now revealing to us yeah that when you talk to god about your hopes your fears and your dreams (laughs) it has the same effect on your brain as therapy Isn't that Mm -hmm. wild?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so that's not,
1: that's not just theology. That theology is cast your cares on him. he cares for you, but actual neuroscience is now showing us that if you talk to God about your hopes, fears, and dreams, Mm. there's the same effect on your brain as therapy. Mm. Um, The second one, and and I love this, this one too, (laughs) is scripture scholar scuba gear. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes we just like jet ski across the surface of the Bible, but there are over 3,500 promises in scripture if we're willing to just dive a little Mm. bit deeper Mm -hmm. you know i want to start this pillow embroidery company of like pink fluffy lacy pillows with all the (laughs) quotes of jesus that like you wouldn't find in greeting cards like are you still so dull your father's the devil you go across land and sea to convert people to make them twice as much sons of hell as yourself you know like all these verses where jesus is like trolling his disciples or criticizing the religious elite pharisees and, and really, it's really fun, like going deeper into the Bible, yeah. you have these weird passages, like Isaiah saying to the king, you know, mm-hmm. your palace is a hut in a field of melons, mm-hmm. or, or like when Jesus told his disciples, I don't know, <laughs> I don't really see this in a podcast, but it's funny if Jesus when Jesus said to his disciples, sell your cloaks and buy swords. It's like me mm-hmm. and my friends always joke, like no, Jesus said, get there. naked and buy swords. <laughs> you know I mean? and I it's think like, I think there's some
0: people crazy. doing that right now across America, right? There oh, dude, yeah, 100 percent It's so. like
1: arming themselves with the Second <laughs> Amendment, you know, it's gnarly. But basically, uh, the scripture scholar Scuba here yeah. allows us to explore scriptures it, 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 that that we didn't even know were there and here's what yeah. romans fifteen four 4 says the scriptures were written to give us hope so that was yes. pauline hermeneutics this yeah. guy spoke five languages wrote 14 books of the new testament and he says the bible is written to give you hope yeah so do you want me to keep going or, or do you want well, to well i just uh, want to say, say i want there?
0: people to realize look me and ben are on here we're laughing we're giggling it's a sunny day i know you've got a bunch of shows you're doing but even as christians we face battles. We face hard times. I mean, the scriptures are laden with men like Elijah and Job. I mean, Moses, these people were used by God in mighty ways, but their lives were shattered. They faced challenges. Mm -hmm. Even today, just a minute ago, reinstalling Zoom, running around the house, the Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get wound up? It's magnified today. Eh, Ben, you're ashamed to live like this. You're meant to be like that, even as a preacher. So I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, it's beautiful. It's fun. We can goof off. I know the way Mm -hmm. you live your days. You are just around my good buddy, Beaver Fleming, someone who's Mm -hmm. so excited about life. He reminds me of you, your Mm -hmm. guy's energy. But even in Christ with this abundant life that we have, Mm -hmm. for those listening guys, we face it at times. There's a struggle. There's a battle. I mean, you've walked through many of those things. So you're saying prayer, of course, the word of God. And yeah, continue on with the next nine or so, whatever. Yeah. You-
1: well, well, you know what, Brian, that's really good because Elijah was suicidal mm-hmm. in the juniper broom tree cave. Yep. Uh, Moses said, God, t- if you're going to continue to treat me this way, take my life. Job yep. wished he was a stillborn. David was b- borderline bipolar dancing yep. in his limb. He the next minute saying, why'd you forsake me? Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Even unto death. Jonah wanted to die. When a worm made his rant. Yep. Paul said, we despaired even of life. So, so that's why you have to remove the stigma from depression mm-hmm. and say like, we can really go through this. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure we won't get through all 11, but another one that really, uh, I think <laughs> is intriguing to me is, is El Roy. That's another weapon in there. El yeah, Roy, yeah, yeah. The, the God who sees it. What's yes. interesting is the first time in the Bible, a character named God was Hagar. And she mm. was an Egyptian slave girl who was excommunicated mm-hmm. from the abrahamic house and she was in a desert wilderness dying she prays that god or mm-hmm. she said god reveals himself to her saves her and she tells god that he is el roy the god who yeah. sees and one of the things i like to tell people is like god is a master therapist the yeah. bible calls him a wonderful counselor and yeah. a lot of times when we're depressed it's because we think no one sees me no mm-hmm. one knows what i'm going through yeah but god sees like for Mm -hmm. me i got diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder after the deaths of my brother and my sister and over a decade of clinical depression wow
0: ben suicide
1: ideation and i have a stalker who follows me around he did it to my dad too and Literally a couple of weeks ago I was protesting on the streets in Florida at a digital event I was doing and caused a car accident. And it gets pretty gnarly sometimes. Yeah. You're like, wow, like it gets intense. Wow. And and it's encouraging to know that our God is El Roy. He's the God who sees. Yeah. And and yeah. there's this beautiful story, Brian. I think you're gonna like this in mm-hmm. the the passage where it says that Peter denied Jesus three times. It says he did it next to a charcoal fire. And then a few chapters later, Jesus builds a charcoal fire and tells, and has Peter (laughs) tell him three times that he loves him. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus was doing is psychodrama. He was doing it hundreds of years before it was invented. Basically walking Peter through his topographical triggers to retrain his brain and reframe his pain so that he could see it whenever he saw a charcoal fire or thought of the number three. It wouldn't remind him of his tragedy. It would remind him Mm. of his triumph. So it's just the Lord. So what I'm saying is he's a God who sees what you need. Mm -hmm. He sees what you're going through. He's a a master therapist. He's a wonderful counselor.
0: He's a psychodramatic rabbi. That's our Jesus. Mm. But the reality is, if you look at Israel, Israel didn't have to be exiled, didn't have to go through everything. They're living in a well where they weren't really hearing God's voices clear. And for you and I, we have the truth. We have the canon. But still we're going to face those battles so the reality is you take the wedge, you take prayer and you know my story obviously married divorce suicidal wrestling come to faith but i still battle as a man just to be like lord how am i living what am i doing so the bigger picture, though, is what do they say? Over 300 billion prescriptions are going out and um, worldwide for depression, suicide, anxiety. You and I have both lost friends to this, undoubtedly, in yeah. the last few years. And the picture, guys, you've got to see, though, is that we're perfect in Christ, but life isn't perfect yet. Me and Ben are still going to sweat today as we work hard unto the Lord. That's a joy. Women yeah. are still going to have pain and childbearing. But so how does this book, let's get right into it though. How does flirting with darkness practically relate to someone who's right now saying, I'm struggling with life. How do they get it? Do they go down the list and they see this truth back to the Lord? And how can they begin to apply these principles now?
1: Yeah. One of the things like we start getting very practical is, have you noticed how like in the Bible, uh, Jesus, when his flesh died, his spirit woke up, he turned on the archetypal temptations of, you know, f- mm. fulfilling physical lust and getting all the power of the world and the kingdoms of the mm. earth and showing off his powers, jumping off a temple, being caught by angels. When mm. did he deny these temptations? It was when he was hiking for 40 days in a wilderness with no food today. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, I'm fasting, but really it's like a juice fast in yeah. their bed for like two days. It's but a little a few inches. 40 days. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. And and Jesus was forty days in a desert hiking. Mm-hmm. And 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 one of the things I talk about very practically is there is something powerful about when your flesh dies, your spirit wakes up, and even pushing your body to its limits. Like mm-hmm. you're a professional skateboarder, so you understand mm-hmm. this. But one of my best friends is Chad Williams. He wrote the book Seal yeah. of God, and um, he puts me the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. He puts me through Navy seal training. And one of the things that that does, and I talk about this in the book is it releases endorphins and endorphins mm. uh, activate opioid receptors in your brain, which are structurally similar mm-hmm. to the drug morphine and are painkillers. So yeah, like yeah. one of the things I talk about is like, just like even practically releasing endorphins science mm-hmm. shows that a 40 minute jog has the same effect on your brain mm. as uh, as an antidepressant. But here's, what's also wow. interesting, Brian. I, in the next chapter, I talk about like, another thing is rewriting your story. Like you were talking about Israel's exile, both Jesus and Israel were taken to Egypt as babies. They passed Mm -hmm. through waters, the Jordan and the red sea, and then they wandered in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 years. Who (laughs) writes these parallels? Matthew, who is Matthew writing to a Jewish audience? Mm -hmm. And so what he's saying is Israel had lost the plot. Mm -hmm. They had gone into captivity. They had been beaten by the Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Chaldees, the Medes, the Persians, the Mm. Romans, uh, the Greeks. And so they had lost the plot. They were in occupied territory. And yet Jesus came to rewrite their narrative. And that's what the Mm. Lord does. He rewrites uh, our story into a new narrative. Psalm 139 says all our days are written in his book. Our tears are recorded in his book, but there is The ending Mm. of the book that says, all tears will be wiped (laughs) off our
0: faces. (laughs) And guys listening, you've got to see this from this perspective. The Jewish authors would write with what's known as a chiasm. So as you'd see the bookends of these stories, you'd find in the middle, the heart of the message. And the Bible is a story of struggle. I mean, Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. You have the Mm -hmm. book of Lamentations. The prior episode, I talked about this with Stephen Bankars, who's a guy that kind of went after the new age. You know, he came out of it. And he battled for a good four or so months with depression, with anxiety. But here's the thing about the nation of Israel. Even though you just quoted, you know, from Elijah, Job, all the rest, you will never find a Jew that will take their life. I'm cutting to the core of the issue here, Ben, for the kid, the woman, the guy that's on here going, I'm over life, you know, blah, 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 blah. God. Mm -hmm. And Stephen was angry at God. You will never find the Jew that will take their life. Even what happened with Judas, you know, yes, he hung himself. That's the worst that can happen. His entrails came out. But Elijah, Job, Moses, David, they didn't want to exist, but they wouldn't take their own lives. You'll find a Muslim suicide bomber, but you won't find the Jew. Why? Listen to me, people, because Genesis 1 26 and 27, not only Ben, not only Brian, not only you. We were made in God's image, Amago Day. It is not our right to take our life. He gives breath. He gives mm-hmm. birth. He's the one who's the author and finisher of our faith. So hear that message of hope, which is what Ben carries around the world. So, okay, um, Jesus is mimicking Moses or rather, Moses is foreshadowing Jesus. He brings mm-hmm. this picture. Ben, as you go out and you're constantly speaking, you're engaged in this culture, but now you're seeing the 70, 80-year-olds to the what 12 15 year olds how are you practically seeing america culture respond to the anxiety the depression stress just to help anyone understand listening yeah,
1: yeah yeah well here's the thing um neurologically when you experience emotions of self-rejection or or emotional hurt it's hmm. pr- processed in your brain as physical pain so when somebody is going through emotional trauma uh the feelings of self-rejection or emotional hurt they, their brain thinks it's physical pain. So you mm-hmm. have you ever been in so much physical pain that you're like, I'd rather die. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to sustain this. <laughs> that's what that's what suicidal people feel. Yeah. And so there's this passage in uh, there's this passage of the Bible as you mentioned called Lamentations. The word mm-hmm. Lamentations literally means how, mm-hmm. and that's the question people ask is how? How yeah. could this have happened? And what the Jews will do is once a year they'll
0: mm-hmm. gather in
1: the synagogue, read through the Book of Lamentations, and grieve mm-hmm. all the things they lost over the past year. And I think one of the things that we don't do very well as Americans is we don't grieve or mourn. Well, Mm -hmm. we like, if somebody we love dies, we leak a single tear and say like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time holding it together. Whereas in the middle East, they weep and wail and mourn for 40 days and dress in black. And you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's intense. Maybe <laughs> we look at that as pri- primordial and primeval and or as weak. and barbaric yeah. or as weak when maybe they're more sophisticated and smart because they're not suppressing, mm. but expressing. And I yeah. think that there is something powerful to doing what Job did. He sat in at the ashes for six days. This is mm. something that I didn't do over the course of my life. After each thing I'd gone through, I just kept working and working and working. Yeah. But I, I learned that like one of the things that really helped me was seeing a counselor like hmm. the truth is this is such a big topic <laughs> because once every 40 seconds someone commits suicide you know wow. there are 123 suicides a day in america wow. alone it's crazy there they, in, in 2017 suicide was the second leading cause of death in my age group and i tried to kill myself three times so i know what this is like and Guy, not, I, what I, I what Ben did. said
0: did you hear what ben said The man sitting before you, but by the grace of God, didn't want to be here. Please listen to me. When I was suicidal and divorced, life falling apart, we don't want to go on. This is is hitting men around the world. I mean, this is, and they say 80% of the children that will have a parent that takes their own life, they're likely to go on and do the same. So I didn't want to interrupt, but just so people know, this isn't Brian and Ben just goofing off. You yeah. tried. You you faced these battles. So continue on. You went through this, and then, yeah. The Lord,
1: yeah. So I flirted with suicide. Like I almost did, but God fortunately stayed my hand. And what mm. I'm trying to say is like. One of the things that really helped me, I'm going to do two polarities here, but mm-hmm. one was a counselor. Like, I don't know where we got the idea that you're not supposed to go to counseling. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you're like oh, you know, that's weak or unbiblical. If anything the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. Like the Amen. more counseling you can get, the better. <laughs> On the other hand, um, you know, sometimes, Brian, what really healed me. Yeah, was not more deep existential or ontological navel gazing or more prayer meetings or more coffee mm-hmm. conversations. It was literally, and you're gonna like this, mm-hmm. just some friends with skateboards who were crazy and and <laughs> didn't talk to me endlessly about the darkness, but just like yeah. showed me that life could be fun again. That the that mm-hmm. you know, I, I was writing about this verse today, Psalm four, verse seven, where he says, you have given us more joy than when their grain increased and they were filled with wine. Like you've given us more joy mm-hmm. than that. This psalmist said, and, yeah. and that's what God has like shown me in my life is that, you know, Daniel ha- had an excellent spirit in the Bible. And it also says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had an excellent spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, why? Because spirits are transferable. And the Bible says, if you walk with the wise you become wise. So I used mm-hmm. to hang out with depressing people and I was depressed, yeah. but now I, now I purposely and deliberately invest in those <laughs> friendships that are bringing me joy. And that, that because the sp- the spirits are transferable yeah. in that sense. Like I, I found that that's really huge in getting healed mm. from depression. Sometimes it's just going outside. Like we don't even go outside anymore. We have Uber eats Netflix. There used to be this place called blockbuster where you had to go outside to get a movie to, like, to get your car. And nowadays, like we don't adventure with God and squad like we used to. And that's that's another thing. It Mm. might sound light and airy, but sometimes you gotta get out of your head and get into the presence of your friends.
0: Amen. Yeah, and it's true the blockbuster, the juju is the candy, there's that getting out and doing that. So you talked Mm -hmm. about even humility and first Peter five, six, you know it, humble yourselves. He tells us to humble ourselves and cast our anxieties. And what we want to do is you want to cast and get on with our day, but that's seeking first our kingdom. We need to seek mm-hmm. first his. And if I was to stop this right now and have people write in and say, who has stopped and spent some quality time with the Lord lately? I'm listening to sermons when I drive. I've got worship on while I'm doing something else. But when was the last time I stopped and sat with the Lord and let him minister to me and laid myself bare? So you're seeing basically, the idea is people will get this book, hear this, because obviously you're doing a lot of, um, you're traveling probably right now, going to a bunch of places and preaching the content of this book. So are you seeing people as you're unloading this, hearing from you, hearing the word of God, and you're seeing lives being changed on the daily, right?
1: yeah and that's one of the things that's the most encouraging like even looking at the reviews on the internet of people who are reading mm. it it's so encouraging because it's like i think people are wanting something like this they're wanting like a practical guide to defeat depression that doesn't mm. wink at it or treat it as something that can't be beaten i think it's very hipster to say i'm just a four on the enneagram and i'm learning to live with depression it's like why would yeah. you live with something when you're when you're called to defeat yeah. it? the psalmist didn't say why are you cast down on my soul? Keep up the good work. Like keep being cast down. He said, why are you cast down on my soul? Hope thou in God. And one of the things that I've been finding and giving this message that's really surprised me, Mm -hmm. it hasn't surprised me as much as like, it's, it's surprised me the amount of people Mm. who are getting this book for their kids. I think it's really a pandemic and epidemic in young people in a way that isn't talked about as much as COVID-19 or the coronavirus, you know, like more Mm -hmm. people have died the last four months than any four month period in American history. So I get that more Americans have died due to COVID according to CDC than all the Americans that Mm. died in the Vietnam war. But at the same time, like there is this silent killer of suicide and And I think that parents are looking Mm. for solutions for their kids. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote this, to give them a guide Mm. from a young perspective on how to beat it.
0: And you only have to look back. You know, I'm 41. I'm guessing you're what? You hit 30, yeah?
1: 32, 32.
0: So you look at the generation from my generation to yours and below, you had the Blink-182s, even those songs like Adam's mm-hmm. song. You had these songs yep, that romanticized yes. depression, and they went aiming to do it so kids would take themselves out, but there became something romantic, dyeing your hair black, getting a bit gothic, being in your room, yeah. saying blah, blah, blah to everything else. And so yeah. now we're seeing that play out when they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, when life is actually falling apart. I mean, I can't Im- mm-hmm. I can't even relate the amount of times you think about taking your life at times. And here's what happens. It builds up. And I don't, I don't really want to tell people to watch this movie, but for someone that's suicidal, it might be worthwhile. There's a film called the bridge. I don't know if you heard about it, but it was an Uh hour-long film in San Francisco, and a guy went and pitched out at the Golden Gate Bridge for a year to two years, and all they did was they had four cameras on every day, and every time a person, they said four people a day generally or a week, would walk along the bridge and want to jump off, and so they would have people who would go and intercede and interview them. Some of the people jumped, and they went and interviewed their families, but there was a guy in it who actually jumps and lives And his whole life's changed. He says, The second I jumped, I was like, Why am I doing this? Why would I do this? He hit the water, broke his back, and he lived. But the point is, going back to what you were saying, we get so built up. A wife says this, someone does that, you get fired, something gets exposed, and you're saying, I'm done with this. And as you take that step, as you drive into the tree, as you pull the trigger, What am I doing? And that moment is gone. And that's the sad thing. The majority of people who try to take their lives and survived are not going to go back and do it again. And that should tell us something about, as you referenced Jesus, he said, it is written. Man doesn't live on bread alone. We need the word to lead us. It's a word as a lamp unto our feet. So for this book, when it came in the mail, you sent this to me. It's got so many good, uh, powerful speakers and pastors, but my wife opened it and saw so, flirting with darkness building hope in the face of depression she thought it was my son's dakota who's not depressed and she went in his room yeah. and was like bud do you need to talk to me and i was like ben. <laughs> i was like babe it's ben's book but even you just yeah. i pray yeah. i don't need for my kids to have to unpack this because yeah. they're in yeah. a pastor's home you know and we're trying to unpack mm-hmm. those but should they There's this resource. So anything you want to just challenge people with in general? I mean, what do you say to the person right now? That's like, you know, I tuned into this because Brian's a skater or I'm familiar with Ben or my mom sent me this. What would you tell someone right now that is over and done with it?
1: I want to say that when and this is true, this is true. When you're going through your worst, God is planning his best. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a big believer in a soul-making theodicy. It's called the veil of Mm -hmm. soul-making. And I believe that the reason why God is both all-powerful and all-loving and allows suffering and evil to happen, even though he does not author it, is because Mm -hmm. adversity forges our soul into steel and iron. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says in Hebrews 2.10 that Jesus was made perfect through suffering. Mm -hmm. What if there is no other way to reach maturation Mm -hmm. or perfection or the full stature of Christ as Paul says in Ephesians four, or Mm -hmm. the likeness of God, as Genesis one says, unless we go through adversity. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely believe that your adversity is forging your soul into iron. It is causing your spirit to become steel so that you're ready for your destiny Mm -hmm. eternally. And as you live abundantly here on earth. So mm. on your very very worst day mm. with God you are actually better off than on your best day apart from God. Amen. And so do not give up. Mm. Do not give up. Do not give up. You are going through green past uh, going through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. And this is what the Bible says. That goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That word follow mm. in Hebrew is redah, mm. and it literally is used of Israel's aggressive foes hunting them. It can literally Mm. be translated, goodness and mercy will hunt you down (laughs) all the days of your life. And it doesn't say Mm. you won't go through the valley of the shadow of death, but you Mm. will get to green pastures and still waters. And I, for one, like to be stalked Mm. by goodness and mercy.
0: And because you use that verse, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, it's important people here, go write it down, but I will fear no evil. Ben isn't just saying, Brian isn't just saying, God isn't just saying, don't fear evil. It says, because you are with me. I will fear no evil because you are with me. Normally, we don't want to be here, live here, dwell with this because of our circumstances. And even when you reference Hagar, she's there with Abraham. Life's good. She's now going to have this child. And she is cast aside saying, God, where are you? Mm -hmm. And all that God did was tell her, I see you. I see Mm -hmm. you. That's more important than the streets of gold we could have in this world. That's more important. And one of the things I want you to hear from Ben's spirit that you can see the way God made him. He is absolutely preaching the real prosperity gospel, not the one of temples. and, And, you know, maybe this will be a bestseller. I hope it already is. Praise God for that. But what he's telling you is how you're actually meant to prosper in God Even through the battles, there's so much preaching today that's like, Ben, God has a mighty dream for you, or here's to have an abundance life and yada, yada. And you're never told about facing the hard times you may, but true Christianity is Peter denied Jesus three times, but then Jesus Mm -hmm. showed up. He dove out the boat, took off. Jesus had a few fish and Jesus Mm -hmm. brought the same picture back. Like you said, so guys, God causes you to prosper but he uses the circumstances as this world. So I love that picture that whatever you're going through, life is not yours Mm -hmm. to take, God gave you it today. Sovereignly God has you listening to this or watching this on YouTube. We love you, Uh, God loves you most importantly, whatever has happened to you, and I'm gonna be real, depressed, uh, suicidal, I mean, whatever it could be, substances, things your parents did, things someone says about you, you have to reject all of it because the Bible says the power of life and death's in the tongue. So what are you speaking over yourself that lines up with God's word? Finally, I only got a few minutes left, but what is the eye representing the darkness or are you part of the Illuminati?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it's it cuts so out the bag. The, the, the publishing company uh, outsourced a company called Faceout, yeah, uh, to do this to this design, and they showed it to me. And I thought it was cool because it's just like that's what suicide is like. It's like this evil eye that's mesmerizing, yeah, that you can't take your eyes off of. That's what suicide ideation is. It just draws you in, it pulls you in. and And like that's why I'm trying to get people out of the mm-hmm. darkness out of the the eye yes. of Sauron you Amen. know Lord of the Rings and 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 into Elroy the <laughs> god who sees you know so, but I'm not in the Illuminati I promise
0: don't go back and try and find the triangle that Ben might have made or that 666 logo with our hands and put us on one you know what if oh, it gets more gosh. people to listen to your book but it's true, because what are we seeing? What are we hearing? What are we receiving that's not so, not of God? It's not what's true. I didn't know the gospel till I was 24, and thank you, Jesus, you're continuing this work. Ben, you were raised in the church by powerful men and women of God, and still your flesh is facing struggles. There's people out there today who even feel shame about sharing this, but guys... Share this podcast with someone and reach out to me or Ben online. Ben, how would someone, I know you're very active. My my pastor makes fun of me in the right way. He says, Brian, you're the most social person on social media. I respond to people, but likewise, so do you. This isn't for book sales. It isn't just to connect with people. What's the best way for someone to hit you up? Is it Instagram? I'm guessing or what?
1: Well, yeah. And and on my website, Mm bencorson.com, it has all my info there from youtube comments i love Mm -hmm. seeing your comments from you know where to get books where to watch the tv show where to connect with me on uh, and my team on social media Mm. it's it's all there on my website at bencorson.com
0: and and here's the thing bencorson.com for ben Go on there, and you will find many, many, many videos of him running through, you know, beautiful fields, having these experiences, all kinds of different, beautifully filmed things. But what you notice about Ben is it's packed with the Word of God. There is a generation a day of motivational speaking. People do things for the dollar, but your heart has been to reach people. And if God can use you in this season to help, mm-hmm. for one, reach people, so even if they don't know Jesus, they remain in their life. Um, or for two, most importantly, of course, to know the Lord, walk with Him. So, um, so you're saying that yeah. you can walk in sin and struggle, but if you you trust in the Lord, you can end up looking like this guy, right? <laughs>
1: is that chewbacca right there that's he-man come on my buddy just sent me this. and i'm like like, (laughs) it's like dark it's like a dark silhouette okay he-man you know what he-man wrote psalm 88 and that is the darkest psalm of lament in the bible there we go so that was that was metaphorically resonant there at the end brian (laughs) well done so guys this has been i know we only
0: had what 20 30 minutes but the speed you and i can unpack things this is maybe like a full hour our sermon we're
1: pretty we're pretty fast yeah pretty good
0: to go but guys check out episode three ben jumped into some powerful stuff there get a hold of ben what's the best place to get your book as well
1: uh just go to amazon and type in flirting with darkness and you'll see it's mm-hmm. the third book down so that that's the best place to get it
0: i haven't started it yet i'm about to i'm gonna jump into this highlight it and maybe i'll just reference it a load in the upcoming chapters in of this podcast could you just I mean, do us a favor? You've got about a minute left. Could you pray us out and just encourage yes. you?
1: Thanks for your time, Ben. Lord, I thank you so much for Foolishness podcast. I thank you so much that you use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And I just pray for everybody that's been listening to this podcast, that you would endow them with sacred optimism, that you would bestow upon them jesus joy that you would give them a holy happiness for happy are those people whose god is the lord that you would give them a calm delight that irene that shalom that that everything that makes for their highest good i pray that they would not give in to suicide that they would not give in to despair and depression that they would fight that they would claw their way out of the pit that they would wage a good warfare that they would fight the good fight so i pray that they would have mighty weapons in God to the pulling down a strongholds in Jesus name. Amen. Yes.
0: Amen. Well, brother, I love you. Thank you for
1: connecting. I love you, Brian. Awesome, I, love hey? you. I love you. I love you. I'm <laughs> glad it worked out, man. And, and I just get so much joy every time I mm. see you. Every time mm. I see your work, every time I talk to Thank you, you, when I watch what you're doing, you were doing that thing on was it AMC that TV show? I can't remember which one <laughs> TCT, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, you're pounding just such on a with joke. Jeremy Vulo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just you just emanate joy, and I'm so thankful for you, Brian. So, mm. so I'm excited for all yeah. that's that's ahead for us, dude.
0: Well, guys this is ben and me checking out and listen hit us up connect with us we pray over just those we interact with so remember most importantly though the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing but to us who are being saved it's the power of god jesus takes our sin he redeems us he casts it aside we're made new in him it comes through a relationship as we are led by the spirit to repent get to know him open up the word get in a prayer follow up with ben he will respond and just so you know this isn't in line to go online. I'm going to get through these podcasts and get them up as soon as possible. Cause in my mind, I'm like, how many people are going to take their lives in the next few days? Mm. I want to get it out there. Now this isn't about Mm. production and all the right things. I'm already like, get it edited now tonight, if I can. So respond to us right away. So Ben, thank you Mm. for your time. It went over three minutes, but God bless you you. all.
1: You I love you. I love you. Thank you, Brian. Let's keep it up. Let's amen.
0: I'll see you soon. God bless.
1: God bless.